this is uh, Teresa Petrie, and I'm uh, one of the panelists here from the Arkansas Council of the Blind, and we'd like to welcome you to our to our uh, virtual state convention this year. I'd like to ask, uh, just throw out a question. I don't need a response from anybody, but how many of you struggle? Like, let's say you wake up in the middle of the night, can't get back to sleep, and then come to find out you have trouble sleeping in the middle, I mean, staying awake, I should say, in the middle of the day. Well, Shauna J. Slow is here to explain what this is. It's uh, referring to non, as non-24 sleep-wake disorder, and she will tell us all about that and the, our circadian rhythm and how our body clock has this natural circadian rhythm. So, Shauna, anytime you're ready. We are welcome to, we are glad to have you. So welcome. Thank you, I appreciate that introduction. Can you hear me? Yes. Great, okay. I'm using a new headset, so I wanted to make sure that um, everyone could hear me fine. Yes, I appreciate that. And it's a pleasure to be a part of your state convention. Um, many of you may have heard of NOM24 before. Maybe you didn't have sleep struggles. Um, maybe you do now or you could find this beneficial just to learn about something new. What I'll do is I'll give you a brief overview of it. And if you have questions, um, I don't mind being interrupted. So if you want to, if you have the ability to unmute yourself, feel free to ask me a question if you have a comment. Uh, otherwise, you can save it for after. Um, I'll probably talk for about 15, 20 minutes. Um, that's enough to keep attention spans here considering you know, in a convention and other speakers. So I hope that you find, find this information valuable. My name is Shauna Jacko. Again, I'm a clinical nurse educator with Vanda. And my role is to increase awareness on this very rare condition that affects mainly individuals who are totally blind. But you can have some light perception and still develop non-24. So the full condition name is non-24 circadian rhythm sleep-wake disorder. So that's a mouthful. Um, the key word there is circadian. It's spelled C-I-R-C-A-D-I-A-N. And that's what I'm gonna talk about in this uh, first, first half so that we have a good understanding of what's going on inside of our body that's causing the symptoms of non-24. Um, the three main symptoms, difficulty falling asleep at night, difficulty maintaining that sleep at night and or difficulty staying awake during the day. You don't have to have all three symptoms and the symptoms can come and go. And that's a, a key defining difference with non-24 that the symptoms may come and go. And I'll describe that a little more as we've talked. So that word circadian, let's break that, ter that term down. Circa means approximate or about and dias means day. So circadian is approximately one day. It's a biological rhythm. Biological means that it's something happening inside of our body lasting approximately 24 hours. So the world that we live in follows a very strict 24 hour timing system, but our bodies naturally function a little longer than 24 hours. So for some of us like Ms. Rita, we have a circadian rhythm timing of 24 hours and five minutes. And Ms. Erica may have a circadian rhythm timing of 24 hours and 10 minutes. It could vary with each of us. I don't know what my circadian rhythm timing is, you know, unless we had a sleep study to determine exactly that. 
But the point there is we all have a circadian rhythm time. It resets every 24 hours. And for most of us, that timing is a little longer. Think of all the cells in our body. It follows a circadian rhythm. Our body is regulated on so many different levels. So if you think on a cellular level with our circadian rhythm, our sleep and wake cycle is just one type of circadian rhythm. To give you a few other examples, our appetite is also a circadian rhythm. Our body gives us cues and signals when it's hungry. And our body temperature is also a circadian rhythm. Our body temperature is usually at night while we're resting or sleeping and warmer during the day when we're up moving around and active. And our hair and nail growth tends to grow more at night versus during the day. So that's our body staying regulated. So if you think about our sleep and wake cycle, for most of us, we want to stay on a routine sleep and wake schedule to have a really good quality of life because it makes a difference in us physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, a lack of enough sleep or any sleep can affect our body in so many different ways. So that just gives you a few other examples of our circadian rhythm. So how does our body know when it's day and when it's night to stay on this routine? Here's the key defining difference with non-24 and other what we call true sleep disorders. Because remember, non-24 is a circadian rhythm sleep-wake disorder. Our bodies need a cue or a signal from the external environment, and we get this through light. So light is the primary resetting tool. So when we talked about we each have a circadian rhythm, and for most of us, it's a little longer. So that extra five minutes or that extra 10 minutes, what this light does is it erases that extra time, that extra five minutes or that extra 10 minutes. It erases that every day to reset our bodies back to the 24-hour world that we live in to keep our bodies on that routine day and night sleep and wake schedule. So if our bodies cannot perceive enough or any light perception, it may lead to the symptoms of non-24. So what's the pathway that this light takes? Our bodies take in this natural sunlight, or we can also get it artificially means like electricity from our homes. The pathway is we have to be able to perceive this light through our eyes, the specialized cells of the retina in the back of the eye, which then transmits a signal from the back of the eye to our master body clock in our brain. And that's where our circadian rhythm is located. So the official term for where our master body clock is located is called our suprachiasmatic nucleus and our hypothalamus. That's a little bit deeper into our, the biology end of it. Not necessary to remember, but master body clock is a late term. Um, so it's more familiar and easier to remember. Our master body clock in our brain, there to control the timing of all of our rhythms and what we're focused on today, the sleep and wake. So if we have lack of any or enough light perception, we're more at risk of developing non-24. So that gives you a little general overview there of what's going on inside of our body that may be causing the symptoms. So if we were to talk a little bit more about the symptoms, um, what I'll do is I'll pause right here. If there's any questions, particularly pertaining to circadian rhythm um, or any other questions that come about or anything to share at this point, I'll kind of break right here. So if it's something that's on your mind, if you'd like to unmute, okay. 
No questions about circadian rhythm? All right, well, I'll keep moving on. So the three main symptoms, let's break those down. The first is difficulty falling asleep at night. So we talked about how we all have a circadian rhythm and it resets every 24 hours. We also have a circadian rhythm cycle and that's different for each of us too. For one of us, it may take only a month to get through a full cycle. Uh, it may take some of us a month and a half. It may take others two months to get through one cycle. So the first symptom, difficulty falling asleep at night. If we were towards the beginning or near the end of our cycle, we probably won't have any difficulty falling asleep because we're so close to the beginning or near the end of re resetting and starting a new cycle. But let's say your bedtime is 10 o'clock. And as your body moves through these cycles each night, let's say you're two weeks, a few weeks into your cycle, you may start to find it difficult to fall asleep at night. If it's taken 15, 20 minutes, that's probably not a big deal to most of us. But when it's taken an hour or a few hours to fall asleep at night, that can get really frustrating. And when it happens for so many nights at a time through your cycle, it starts to wear and tear on us physically, mentally, and emotionally. The second main symptom is difficulty getting that full night's sleep. So this is where when you fall asleep, you wake up and you, get, you can go back to sleep, but it may take you hours or you're up in the middle and you can't go back to sleep. And before you know it, it's morning time. And this can be equally as frustrating, especially if you have work or school, um, but I've spoken to those who are retired and it could be just as frustrating to them because you have a quality of life. You know, you have social activities, family time, um, things that you have that you plan for the day. So if you have that struggle to get that good quality and sleep without that break in your sleeping pattern, it can affect the following day. And then the third main symptom is difficulty staying awake during the day. So this is where you may feel drowsy, but you can still get through your day, or you have to take a nap or a few naps, or you're falling asleep uncontrollably. And all of this can happen through periods of a few days out of the week or a few weeks. It can, remember it's cyclical, the symptoms come and go. So if it's, you know, it was one o'clock when I um, started to present today. So let's start with that time, one o'clock in the afternoon. If your body's on the completely opposite circadian rhythm cycle, so let's say it takes your body one month to get through a full cycle. So two weeks into the cycle, your body's on the completely opposite cycle. So if it's 11 o'clock in the morning and you have no light perception, or I'm sorry, it was one o'clock. It's one o'clock in the afternoon and you have no or very little light perception, your body is thinking that it's one o'clock in the morning. So it's giving you the, the cue, the signal that I'm tired, I'm ready to go to bed. And this all works with the hormones within our body. So most of you have probably heard of melatonin, our night hormone. So we want our melatonin level to be high at night to help keep us asleep. But if our body's on the completely opposite cycle, and it's one o'clock in the afternoon, but our body's thinking it's one o'clock in the morning, it's producing a high amount of melatonin in the middle of the day. So that's where it's giving your body that, that signal, that desire to sleep at the wrong time. Our day hormone is cortisol, which works opposite of melatonin. 
So we want our cortisol level to be high during the day and low at night. So that's what's happening with the second symptom, with the difficulty getting a full night's sleep, because our body may be producing more cortisol in the middle of the night. It's keeping us awake. So those two hormones work opposite of each other. And with the lack of enough or any light perception, it's, it's producing the wrong hormone at the wrong time. So that's the three main symptoms there. Some of the facts about non-24 is it affects up to 70%, 70% of individuals who are totally blind because of the lack of light perception. It's a very high percentage. It can affect both men and women equally at any age. Usually an individual starts to notice symptoms of non-24 when you start to notice vision impairment. And if your vision impairment and light perception worsens, then your sleep struggles may worsen. So that's something to just pay attention to that if you don't have sleep struggles now, uh, but, but if you do later, know that it may or may not be due to non-24. But having that education um, can help you and also your doctor to know that this may be something that you need to research further. Because it's such a rare condition, uh, we're still continually educating our healthcare providers out there um, because they still may not have heard of it. They've been educated on circadian rhythms, but maybe not necessarily non-24 because it's such a rare condition. And keep in mind, this is what our doctors are educated on also, is that non-24 is cyclical in nature. What I had spoken about, that the symptoms come and go because it depends on where your body is in that cycle. So there may be some days and nights where you don't have any difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep or staying awake. Or you could have some nights where you have a little difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep to the other extreme where it's taking you hours to fall asleep or you're up for hours or can't go back to sleep in the middle of the night. Or you're having to take so many naps or falling asleep at the drop of a hat during the day. So that's the defining difference with non-24 and other sleep disorders. So a true sleep disorder called insomnia, most of us have heard of. Insomnia is very routine where it's night after night after night, you have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. But with non-24, it's cyclical, meaning those symptoms can come and go. So that's the big difference there to keep in mind. It, I, common question that I get is, can you have sleep apnea and have non-24? Because sleep apnea is quite common. And yes, you can. The symptoms are similar with sleep apnea and non-24, but the defining difference there, the easiest way to explain it is with sleep apnea, it's lack of oxygen to the brain. And with non-24, it's lack of light to the brain. So there's a multitude of, of sleep disorders out there where the symptoms can be so similar. So it can get pretty difficult as far as diagnosis. Um, but having that conversation with your doctor um, more subjectively to diagnose non-24, you can have a sleep study to um, determine non-24. There can also be certain markers with testing melatonin level in urine um, to know that um, having the urine samples at certain times of the day and night to show that if you're producing a lot of melatonin during the day, 
um, versus at night, then that's also another indicator there. So there are some testing that can be done to determine it, but also subjectively, meaning that conversation that you have with your doctor um, and describing how your sleep symptoms are, and not just at a week or two weeks at a time, a month and longer, because remember, to get through a full cycle, it may take one of us a month and a half or two months to get through a cycle. So it's important to keep track of your sleep over time and not just a week, because you may not find that during a week's time that you have that cyclical pattern of the ups and downs of your um, typical sleep and wake schedule. Um, another common question I get is, which, uh, which doctor should I go to? Um, and I like to keep it broad to say which healthcare provider, because many of us see nurse practitioners or physician's assistants nowadays. Um, you can see primary care, uh, you can see an eye specialist, some see their psychiatrist, um, some happen to have a sleep specialist already. It's whichever doctor that you have that rapport with uh, is the doctor to discuss the sleep struggles with. Um, and don't feel like you have to explain non-24 to your doctor. We have account manager specialists and that's what their role is, uh, different from my role. So I don't personally go and speak with the doctors, uh, but these account managers educate doctors on a scientific level and answer questions that they have. Um, so, you know, for your knowledge, this is like a general overview here to where it's not, uh, we're, we're getting too deep and it's too much information at one time. But this, like I say, gives you the general overview of what non-24 is, uh, what to be aware of. If you want to learn more about non-24, we have literature in large print, braille, and audio. Um, and you can also be set up with what we call a personal health educator. And they work with you one-on-one -on -one over the phone uh, to provide as much or as little support as you desire. Uh, this was pre-COVID, it was always done over the phone, uh, but it's a lovely program because they provide, like I say, as much or as little support as you desire. Some individuals want the information mailed, they do their own research um, and said, you know, I'll call you back if I want to look into it further or when I'm ready to have my doctor educated on it. Um, some individuals have been struggling with sleep for years and it's affected the quality of their life and you know, they're ready to have their doctor educated on it and know where do I go from here. So um, I will open up the floor for anyone who has questions or anything to share as far as sleep struggles. Um, if you would like to get set up with a health educator, if you feel comfortable, this is how I work it virtually because typically I'm, you know, in person and can go around and have, you know, a personal conversation with each of you. But uh, for the sake of the virtual aspect, if you feel comfortable um, sharing your name and contact number, that's all that I would need right now. And then I would just call you to gather some other important information that our health educator would need to be able to contact you. Um, if not, if Ms. Rita and Erica, if, if y'all are comfortable with, um, if anyone would call or email you, and then you could pass that information along to me for those who prefer to stay, you know, confidential. I respect that also. Um, but either way, um, I'm happy to answer any questions. Like I say, if, if you do want to get set up with our health educator um, and feel comfortable to share your name and number, and then you could just let me know when it's a convenient time to call you back. Um, this is Rita Shauna. Um, yes. I just wanted to mention 
that it is ACB policies. We do not share our personal phone numbers and information okay. um, over, because this is broadcast worldwide. It's a privacy okay. and security issue. But if you're interested in contacting Shauna for more information, her information is on the last page of the convention program that you were all emailed. But if you have, if you want any other uh, information, feel free to contact us at arkansas.acb at gmail.com. But again, uh, all of your information, Shauna, is on the last page of our convention program. So people could reach out to you privately. I did notice that. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, You're and most I'll also, welcome. yeah, so my contact number is 202 538 0396. That's 202 538 0396. Well, if you have a confidential question uh, to ask me, um, then you have my contact information. Be more than happy to answer it on a one on a call. Now, Shauna, this one is specific to people that are blind, correct? Non 24? Yes. It affects mainly individuals who are totally blind. You can have some light perception and still develop non-24. There are a few individuals out there, uh, just a lower percentage, uh, who are fully sighted who can still develop non-24. And this is different from just your normal, typical uh, insomnia. Yes. It's, a little, so, it's much mm-hmm. deeper. I just right. want to make sure that's clear. Yes, with insomnia, the symptoms are very regular or routine where it's difficult for mostly every night where it's trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, where with non-24, you can have some nights where you have good sleep and other nights where it's a little bit difficult or very difficult to fall asleep or maintain that sleep. Okay. And if you would like to host a non-24 presentation with your individual chapter, um, more than happy to do that, whether that's virtual or waiting until you're meeting in person. Um, so that's typically how our presentations go in person. Um, so either way, if your individual chapter would like to have me, um, you know, into the future, uh, you could reach me at my 202 number and we can definitely set that up. This is Teresa. How do you convince uh, people, medical professionals especially, mm-hmm. that there is a such thing as non-24, you know, they'll ask you, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Uh, but they don't believe you that there's, um, there's a, such of a thing as non-24. Uh, maybe they don't realize that this is, you know, kind of what those of us with um, little to no vision at all deal with. Yes, it's it's really important is to have our account managers to be able to have that conversation with your healthcare provider so that they could provide further insight more on a deeper level, a scientific level of non-24 and how it's different from a true sleep disorder because this is circadian rhythm disorder. Um, So it's very helpful to have our account managers to go in and educate um, so we have various account managers around the, the country, and that's what their role is, is to be able to go in and educate our healthcare providers. Because it is quite difficult, you know, for any of us just as an individual to go in and try to educate a doctor on a condition that's so rare that they may not have much knowledge of. Thank you. 
Sure. Maybe when they have one of those, uh, you know, uh, what do they, at my work, they call them like um, lunch and learn things. But maybe somebody from Avanda Pharmaceuticals, you know, talking about non-24 ought to speak at one of those lunch and learn. Where do you work? I work in a VA hospital in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. All right. So we're participating with the VA convention next week. Okay. Yeah. So um, we do education uh, through the BVA. Um, but if you would like to contact me sometime after, if, if I'd be glad to um, get some further contact information from you and work on that for sure. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Teresa. Uh, this is Rita. Teresa, you brought up a you brought up a good point that um, you know a lot of physicians are unaware. That's why it's so important for us as people who are blind or have vision issues to uh, go out and educate and advocate. Uh, I worked with a woman who had lost her. She was like me, fully sighted, but she became totally blind during uh, something happened during surgery and she became totally blind uh, when she woke up. Uh, I believe it had something to do with a severe infection, but I barely have a little bit of light perception, but in fact, most of you heard her speak. She was our keynote speaker at our 2018 conference and convention here in Fayetteville, Sandra Bullens, who's now Dr. Bullens. Um, she developed, she said, you know, we were talking one day and she said, you know, I just, I have terrible sleep and I just can't sleep. And I had just heard a presentation about non-24 at, um, oh, where was that at? It was, I think it was uh, at a convention, a national convention. I think it was in Minneapolis. And I, you know, I had the information in my head and I started asking her the questions. I said, Sandra, you might want to go to this website and look at these materials. And so she went to the non-24 Vanda website and she got the materials and she came back in the next day and she said you know what I think that's what I've got and she printed off all the materials related to talking to your physician and she made an appointment with her primary care doctor and she took all that and went to talk to them about it. That's a, a beautiful example of how the program works and yes you're actually right that we all have to be our own advocates. Mm -hmm. And her uh, you know, as you described, Shauna, her sleep difficulties, she said, you know, I'll go for maybe six days, five, six days, and I have the best sleep of my life. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse. And it happens about every five or six weeks. I just, the rest of the time, I just have crappy sleep, but that five or six days, I have really good sleep. Yes. So, it comes in cycles. Like just when you feel like you're out of it, then it comes back again. Yeah, that, that's her description of that made me point her to the non-24 disorder website just, you know, so she could inform herself and read the materials. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that with her. And that's part of it too, is, you know, you personally may not have sleep struggles, but may have vision mm -hmm. impairment. So it's important to help to be an advocate for others and, and share, share the word, share that knowledge because they may not have heard of it. Um, I know too, Shauna, uh, if I remember non-24 hour disorder, people who have traumatic brain injury can also develop the rhythm issue. 
Correct. So that's an example of individuals who um, may be fully sighted, but have had some sort of a brain injury um, where it's affecting their circadian rhythm can also develop long 24. That's right. I know for Sandra, she was, you know, she'd been dealing with the sleep issue for years and years and to finally have some kind of, you know, light at the end of the tunnel that right. maybe there was something that could be done. She was so hopeful and relieved about that. And I know for someone with traumatic brain injury, having a symptom that you, you know, it may be just one more symptom in the bucket full that you have as a result of your injury. Uh, but knowing, you know, as using the materials and doing some self-assessment, like you said, keeping track of your sleep for several months at a time, and then exactly. going back and looking for a pattern. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that can be really important. Yes, that's very important. Yeah, you know, sleep journal, sleep diary. Some people can, you know, keep mental note of it. But um, if it's something to uh, to jot down, uh, just so you can then recognize that, that irregular pattern of sleep. Well, thank you all for having me be a part of your state convention. And uh, hopefully we can meet in person next year. Yes, um, ma'am. So, yeah. And you have hey, thank you, Shauna. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shauna, for yes. all the, the great information. Okay, y'all take care. Enjoy the rest of the convention. Too. Thank you. Stay safe. Okay, thank you. Same to y'all. Bye-bye. Stay safe. All thank right. You. Okay. Our next speaker is uh, Tony Fraser, and she is from ISB Solutions. That's Industries for the Blind Solutions. And it was formerly known as the Arkansas Lighthouse of the, for the Blind. So, uh, Tony, if you are ready, uh, tell us what's going on at IFB Solutions and all the latest and greatest uh, that you have services and whatnot that you have to offer there. Okay. Hi, everybody. My name's Tony. Hi. Hey. Okay. Um, I do have a lot of really neat stuff to share. Um, as Teresa said, we are now IFB Solutions formerly Arkansas Lighthouse for the Blind. We were, um, the Arkansas Lighthouse for the Blind was acquired a few years ago by what was then Winston-Salem Industries for the Blind in North Carolina. Because we were one of many companies and base supply centers that were run by Winston-Salem, they decided to bring us up all under the same umbrella and change our name to IFB Solutions. I want to tell you a little bit about our employment. We manufacture products for the military. We do many types of t-shirts, um, jackets, paper products, military belts um, and other things as, as needed. We just got done with a project called, it was a, I can't remember the name exactly, but it was a, a field stretcher. Um, one of our other, I believe we passed that on to one of our other companies who needed the work. Um, right now, we're about to ramp up to a major hiring spree. We're offering most of our jobs are for 
people who can operate or would be trained to operate a sewing machine, machine operators. We're offering a $1,000 sign-on bonus for anyone who applies and is hired to IFB Solutions. I'm not, I'm sure that's broken down as in uh, you, you stay 90 days, you get 500, you stay a year, you get 500. I'm not totally sure of those details. This just uh, was told to me on late Friday afternoon. But um, we're going to be reaching out to a lot of different organizations this coming week, starting this coming week, to fill eight positions that we currently have open. What they do is when you apply, um, you can call me, by the way. Um, my number is 501 492 7516. You can call me and request an application. We have an online application as well that is totally accessible. Then once you start your application process, you have to um, put in, send in an iReport form that is mandatory. We get audited once a year by National Industries for the Blind on our iReports, and if they find something not right about them, we can incur a serious fine. So it, it's pretty serious. Um, but um, once we get the application back and the iReport back, I will then call you to do a, a phone interview. And then I will take that information to human resources and we will talk about whether we feel like you'd be a good fit for the position or not. If we figure, you know, if we believe at that point that you have potential, we'll bring you in for a face-to-face -face, um, assessment. The assessment takes a couple of hours. During that time, they will put you in front of whatever machine it is that, you're, that they're considering you for. And they'll assess you on aspects of the job to see if you have the aptitude to do the job. If you understand directions, if you can follow directions, you know, if you have upper and lower body coordination, those kinds of things. And then by the end of the two hours, you, the trainer and human resources will all know whether that will be a good fit for you or not. If they think that it's not going to be a good fit for you, they can hold you over for another type of opening that they feel would be with, better within your abilities. If the um, assessment is favorable, you have your drug test on site that day. Uh, we have a nurse that runs our uh, health services. She'll do the drug test and They'll send out your background check and uh, credit check and all that. And if all of that comes back favorable, then I will call you and give you a start date. We have phenomenal benefits. We have paid time off. We have health insurance, life insurance, AFLAC, um, dental insurance, vision insurance, just about anything you can imagine. 
if we don't have it, we might be getting it soon. Yeah, I mean, the, things are that fluid. Things just happen like that. And um, there are a lot of other benefits besides the health insurance and life insurance. One of the things that is a benefit is having coworkers that understand vision loss, that understand what you've been through, what you're going through, what you face on a daily basis. When someone hires in at IFB, we assign them a buddy. The buddy stays with them for the first few weeks, acclimates them to the company, shows you around, helps you learn your way around, introduces you to people so you don't quite feel so alone and don't have a hard time meeting people because I don't know if you're like me, but when I'm in a room and I don't know anybody and they don't know me, it's easy to just become a fly on the wall, at, you know, where they don't notice you, you don't notice them because you can't see one another anyway, you know? So, um, but another benefit is we're currently raising money. We're doing a fundraiser for a walking track. That walking track is going to be really neat because it's going to have tactile markings to tell you where you are and how far you've walked. It's going to have uh, things like uh, a bush here or a fountain here, um, things to help you maintain your orientation while you're on the walking track. And a lot of people there like to get out and walk on their breaks. They like to, you know, walk on the treadmill. We have a treadmill and an exercise room. They like to do those things. Just you sit all day. So you want to get up, you want to walk and you want to get some exercise. And that's, you know, that's really what it's all about. Um, let's see. We also have services. Services are, we are starting a doggy spa day. The doggy spa day is if anyone has a guide dog, IFB Solutions will pay every other month for that for those guide dogs, service animals, uh, leader dogs, whatever. We will pay for them to get groomed. We have a mobile groomer that will be coming on site. We'll take the dog do the bath, do the nails, uh, do the finishing spray, do a conditioner, do all the things that those dogs need to stay looking good, smelling good, and, and uh, keep them able to be around people and, you know, people all over the place in restaurants and stuff, and they don't stink, okay? So um, that is another benefit. And then we have... Um, we also have another benefit, the Community Low Vision Center. Now, this is my pet project. I run the Community Low Vision Center. There you can come in. You can try things out. You can basically touch, feel, listen, do whatever you need to do to know if a product is right for you or not. We offer things like talking watches, talking clocks. Yes, we really do actually have a place in Little Rock where you can go and you, and you need a talking watch, come on over and get a talking watch. 
You need a cane. We've got those too. You need, um, we are just, we have just signed the contracts to be the state distributor for OrCam products, OrCam technologies. We're going to be having a big um, um, uh, demo day in September where people are going to be invited to come in and actually get a demonstration of an OrCam My Eye or an OrCam Read. The OrCam My Eye you wear on a pair of glasses and it reads thing it, it reads to you it can recognize faces it can um recognize bank notes colors um i think there's even a few features on it now that i don't know about but the orcam read is cool it's relatively new you hold it in your hand and there's a trigger on the end of it you push that trigger button it takes a picture of whatever document you have it sitting, I mean, you know, hanging over, and it will read that document to you. Um, you can even, you can get it to where it'll only read part of a page. You can make it where it'll read the whole page. Um, those are really phenomenal, I think. And I guess all in all, what IFB is about is enabling people, empowering people who are blind or visually impaired to live as independently as possible despite their vision loss. We try to give people the tools that they need to be independent and to maintain their independence, but then we back off. We don't do things for people we don't, we, you know, we, we don't do things for a blind or visually impaired person, but we'll give you the tools that you need to do it for yourself. Um, let me see what else. We also have things within the facility like talking microwaves, um, uh, tactile, tactily marked microwaves. Um, we have a canteen facility, not, not facility, but we have a canteen set up now where people can get frozen food, you know, frozen lunches, for, uh, frozen breakfast, um, sodas, juice, uh, peanuts, cookies, whatever. And part of that is subsidized by IFB. So our prices aren't quite so high. Our other agencies that we are um, in partnership with have um, like a cafeteria. We don't have a place for a cafeteria. We have a small facility. So this is our way of making up for the lack of having a um, cafeteria. Um, I think I've pretty much covered everything in a nutshell. Does anybody have any questions? This is Teresa, and I remember, I want to say it was 2017 or 2018, when you came over to speak at our chapter meeting, and you talked, and you showed us the OrCam, and Sandy, yes. Rowland, Sandy Rowland was our guinea pig. Yep, I remember. 
that was a lot of fun. That was. That was a lot of fun. Well, the day that we do that, that's also going to be a lot of fun. And I will let everybody know um, when that's going to be. Um, and it's obviously there's no charge to anybody for anything. If you're just curious of, about the device, definitely come on over and check it out and have the demonstration. Um, and we can go from there. Um, but the only type for um, the low vision center, the only type of financial assistance that we are able to offer for some of those devices is um, you can call and get a case open with DSB. They will help with some of that for you. We do work regularly with DSB. I refer people to them all the time. They refer people to me all the time. And, um, um, the, but also there is a low interest loan available through rehab services. Those are really the only types of financial assistance that we are able to provide uh, for coming in and getting those devices um, or, you know, anything from the store. Um, for our employees, we offer a payroll deduction. If they want to come in and say they need a handheld video, mag video magnifier, they can come in and um, we just do a little paperwork and they can purchase a handheld video magnifier and it's taken out of their paycheck over time. So they don't have to sit there and cough it up all at once. It's just not quite, it's just less painful this way um right. and another another thing is that where was i going with this um oh and we also offer a program called recycle for sight what that means is um when someone if people will donate used assistive technology but still within working order and somebody comes in off the street that's down on their luck, they're down on their finances, if they can show proof of their income and they make less than 25000 a year, they can walk out. If they demonstrate the need for a CCTV or a video magnifier, they can walk out that day with that device with full training on how to use it. Unfortunately, because those um, devices are so expensive, we don't get many donations of them because people generally keep them until they just don't work anymore. So it, it's, it, it's sad, but that is the way it is. So um, we are also reaching out within the next uh, month and a half, we're going to be reaching out to all of the eye doctors within a 30 mile radius and letting them know that we exist. Uh, we're sending out what uh, we're sending out referral pads to the ophthalmologists, optometrists, eye doctors, whatever. We're sending out referral pads to them so they can start referring people to us. They will get 
some of our brochures. Uh, they will be sent to a physician referral website where they can actually go and order more materials should they need more materials. They even will be getting, uh, if they want one, they can order a, a, a desk display of materials that tell people about us and about what we do so they can start sending people to us. We also, um, not long ago, reached out to some of the uh, nursing homes and assisted living, independent living, to let them know that, hey, we're out here also and what, we, what can we do to help? Um, getting off of the low vision center subject, um, there was one thing that I did forget to mention. Um, how has the pandemic affected us? Well, we had some furloughs for a while. The, uh, work was down for a while, but things are back up and our, um, um, I'm sorry, our eyewall department, which is an inclement weather outer layer jacket and our t-shirt department, they're about to double their workload, which is why we're doing, we're ramping up to this uh, major uh, employment uh, push. Um, so yeah, we, it, it was tough there for a while. It was hard. We were doing employee, we were taking employee temperatures um, people were checking in with the nurse periodically. If anybody um, displayed any kind of symptoms, they were sent for a COVID test. And then, of course, they had to quarantine until they found out whether they were positive or negative. But all of that's over now. We don't do the temperature checks anymore. But we did just recently change our rules on whether to wear or not wear masks. For a while, no one wore masks because we thought things were getting better. But now that we know that they're not getting better, we're back to strongly suggesting people wear masks if they're not vaccinated, leaving it optional for people who are vaccinated. If they wanna wear a mask, fine. If they don't, that's okay but we're also promoting people that are not vaccinated getting the vaccinations. Um, and that's really about it. That's really about it. We do, yeah. I'm sorry. I was gonna ask, uh, do you offer, um, do you provide maybe like a mobile uh, vaccine drive for those who haven't been vaccinated, maybe due to uh, transportation issues. Yes, um, we've been working with, there's a pharmacy that we've been working with who actually came on site to do the first and second vaccines. They are willing to, if we get enough people that want them, they're willing to come back out and do more for anybody who wants one. Um, David's Pharmacy or something. I'm not really sure what the name of it was, but um, 
they will also, um, we can also go to their pharmacy and have them done there as well. Well, that's great. Um, everything is, it's, it's a good place to work. I myself was hesitant when I first heard about a job, uh, about working there. I was hesitant because I said, I don't want to work in a sheltered workshop. Why would anybody want me to do that? My, my DSB counselor told me about it. I was like, no, no, that's just not for me. Well, after I had been unemployed for quite a while and got to the point where I was having a hard time paying my bills, well, then I decided to go check it out. <laughs> so I went and checked it out and it was nothing like I thought it was, nothing. Um, you know, we get competitive pay. The starting wage is $11 an hour that will go up after 90 days. And it, we've got the benefits, which I've already talked about. So it isn't a sheltered workshop like people think that it is. It really isn't. Um, it's just $11 a place to be where everybody, yes. I was going to say $11 an hour. That's pretty good. I mean, yes, it's just a place, basically a place to be where you got a job. You, you know, you, you, you're trained to do the job and you've got all of these benefits. You've got people around there around you that totally get it. You know, that's pretty good because I've worked in the general public in the past and it's hard. It's really hard. So we yeah. do have several, we do have some sighted people that work there also, but we're uh, mandated to have 75% people who are blind or visually impaired and 25% sighted. The sighted people don't have authority over us typically, not all, of, not all anyway, but they do the same things that we do. They're just there to help out. So think about it, but those are the, you know, those are the things that we've got going on right now. And I think we've got a lot going on, actually. We just got new carpet in the halls. We just redid our conference room and pretty soon we're going to be um, redoing the offices to make things more modern and better than what they have been because things Things got old, but IFB has really come in and, you know, helped us a lot and improve working conditions. Well, that's a question. Um, so do you have things here in Arkansas? IFB Solutions is in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. And what kinds of things do you do? We manufacture products for the military. We make t-shirts. We make different types of military jackets. We make our um, uh, military uh, utility belts. We make several, a lot of different types of paper, um, steno notebooks, different types, different sizes, different colors. And then we do other projects as needed. If, go ahead. Go ahead. I just I apologize for asking. You may have already answered those. I had to be gone for a little bit, so I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. That's fine. Thank you. Um, 
no problem. But if, you know, if we, sometimes we do get other things coming up for that, that we manufacture, but a lot of that is because maybe one of our other organizations is down on, you know, needs help or whatever, getting up, getting a project out. But we are located in Little Rock, Arkansas on 60 Murray and 60, between 65th and 69th. It is in Southwest Little Rock. Most of our employees, uh, a lot of our blind employees take links paratransit to and from work every day. And we have a 6.30 to 3 Monday shift, Monday through Friday. You can come in and work part-time. That just has to be worked out individually with human resources. That's great information. So does anyone else have any questions? So far, there aren't any hands. Okay. Well, Tony, this is Rita. Um, that's, that's why it's so important for us as members of the blind community, most people don't know about you guys. They don't even know you exist and that you're, you know, in Little Rock in this state. Um, you know, when I first heard it, I didn't, it was before someone told me that IFB Solutions was the Arkansas Lighthouse for the Blind. Um, so that created some confusion. It's like, wait a minute, where is this place? You say it's in Little Rock, where? Um, but then someone said, oh, they, uh, that's what Arkansas Lighthouse used to be. Yes. So it's, it's important for us as Arkansas council members to spread the word about the great job opportunities. I mean, these are great jobs. You know, Absolutely. Salary, salary, benefits, paid time off. And it's yes. so important for, you know, the mental well-being of everyone to have a job and have a purpose to do something that matters and something Absolutely. that increases your independence Definitely. and your quality of life. So we Absolutely. all need to mention IFB solutions to potential uh, potential employees and people who might be interested. So also we are now the largest employer of people who are blind or visually impaired in the country, which is awesome. That is very awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you. We have some um, out-of-state uh, people listening in and who have uh, joined, you know, who have registered for our convention here. And so I'd like to know, is there a way, if they were interested in coming here and working at IFB Solutions, is there a way that uh, you all would help them to relocate should they want to do that? Yes, we do that as well. Uh, we, we would actually pay to bring someone from another state to IFB for their, um, for their couple of hour assessment. And we do, on a case-to-case -case basis, assist with relocation. We, we've got it all set up. I mean, we've got, I can send somebody a relocation packet with a list of apartments where a lot of us live at. I can help get them signed up for Lynx Paratransit, you name it, we've got it all set up. As I said, we give people the tools and then they take it from there. Right. Mm -hmm. But okay, the one that- I'm sorry, I was, <laughs> I was just gonna say, but, the, you know, but right now with the $1,000 sign-on bonus, that's just amazing. 
Oh, yeah. So hope everybody out there that doesn't have a job, call me. Seriously, call me. It's like a major incentive. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> exactly. want to thank Tony. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you. you, Tony. I'm sorry. Thank you, Tony, thank you. for uh, uh, joining us this afternoon and telling everybody about what is offered and available at IFB Solutions. And for those who are listening in via uh, the ACB media platform, I hope you will consider it, especially if you don't have a job uh, and wherever you are in this country. You know, you're welcome to come to Arkansas. We're not that, uh, what's the bad, I hate to say this word backwards, but, but we're not. Uh, not that Little country. Lot, <laughs> no, Little Rock has a lot going on. And I came to Little Rock 30, yes, almost 30 years ago, so I should know. Okay, do we have another door prize uh, to give away, or is that, will that be later? Oops, I'm sorry, I was put on, put on mute. Real quick, real quick. All right, this okay. is for Wendy's. Uh, I want to, this must be $15. So I'll double check. But Wendy's. All right, here we go, here we go. Rachel Ames. Miss Rachel Ames, congratulations. You are the recipient. Congratulations, Rachel. <laughs> they do offer yeah. some good salads. $15. All right. Yep, that's convenient. Awesome. She's got one just down the street from her here in Fayetteville, so... Yay, All right. <laughs> Yay, Rachel. 